but I hope that's okay. If anybody needs to get going, I'm just thinking we'll do one or two verses and dig into them. But I'm glad that we got to talk about, you know, the mission stuff. And I, I really, you know, be in prayer about that. And if you've got something you want me to add to my prayer list for it, then then send me a note because that to me is the real I, mean, I love studying God's word, but man, if we can equip each other and help each other and find a cause that we can be a part of as a community mm-hmm. and live out the word we're studying, you know, that, that's, that's even more powerful. So we're on Hosea 5 today, and this is one of those things when, whenever people try to pull out something from one of the prophets, you know, my, my response is always, okay, hold on. Who is being addressed in this quote? You know, like people want to pull out a Micah and God saying, you know, why do you steal from me if you would give, blah, blah, blah. And they use that for their, you know, making everybody tithe. Well, he's actually addressing the priests and saying the priests are, you know, the people are giving, the priests are stealing it, and then complaining that there's not enough for the people. So, you know, does that mean people shouldn't tithe? No. But that verse is not talking about that. That verse is not saying that. Oh, I know. And now if God uses that to convict someone personally, if someone's reading that and says, wow, like the priests, I'm stealing, that's one thing. But when you go to the mega churches and you look around at what's being spent, and then they're telling you that you're not giving enough, then I go, okay, I don't know. You know, if God's not personally convicting you of that, maybe... So listen to this, you priests. Listen, house of Israel, and give ear, house of the king. For the judgment is against you. For you have been a snare at Mizpah and a net spread on Tabor. The rebels are deep in slaughter, but I discipline all of them. I know Ephraim and Israel is not hidden from me. For now, Ephraim, you have played the prostitute. Israel is defiled. So he's saying, I know that I, you know, there's, there's, you know, people who are in rebellion, they're doing, you know, they're deep in slaughter. I'm taking care of that. But I also see you and what you're doing. Because their deeds won't allow them to turn to their God for the spirit of prostitution is within them and they don't know the Lord. The pride of Israel testifies to his face. Therefore, Israel and Ephraim will stumble in their iniquity. Judah also will stumble with them. They will go with their flocks and with their herds to seek the Lord, but they won't find him. He has withdrawn himself from them. They are unfaithful to the Lord, for they have borne illegitimate children. Now the new moon will devour them with their fields. Blow the cornet in Gibeah and the shofar in Ramah. Sound a battle cry at Beth Avon behind you, Benjamin. Ephraim will become a desolation in the day of rebuke. Among the tribes of Israel, I have made known that which will surely be. The princes of Judah are like those who remove a landmark. I will pour out my wrath on them like water. Ephraim is oppressed. He is crushed in judgment because he is intent in his pursuit of idols. Therefore, I am to Ephraim like a moth and to the house of Judah like rottenness. When Ephraim saw his sickness and Judah his wound, then Ephraim went to Assyria and sent to King Jerob, but he is not able to heal you, neither will he cure you of your wound. For I will be to Ephraim like a lion, and like a young lion to the house of Judah, 
I myself will tear in pieces and go away. I will carry off and there will be no one to deliver. So he's saying, you know, you saw that you had a problem and instead of coming to me, you went to a king. You went to a, a, a foreign king. You're seeking help in all the wrong places. Uh, 15, I will go and return to my place until they acknowledge their offense and seek my face. In their affliction, they will seek me earnestly. So he's saying, you know, when they're at, when they're at that point where they realize their need, then they'll come back to me. And it's not God saying, he's not saying, you know, I'm going to make you suffer so that you'll see, you'll appreciate, you know, when, you, when it's all bad out there, you'll appreciate what you had here. He's saying, you're pursuing that. I'm going to let you have it. You think the answers are out there? Yeah. Go try to find them. Right. When you realize they're not out there and you come, and you come back, then you'll want to be here. Right. You know, it's, it's one thing. When and 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 you know we see this over and over in kings and and uh, and such where they they say no no we promise we won't do that anymore yeah. we'll be good we'll be good and they're good for a little while and then they go back because you can't you know the whole reason that they're searching out there in the first place is something is is missing something is broken something is wrong. And saying you'll stop doing that doesn't fix that problem. You know, that problem has, if they would genuinely, like, the command isn't don't worship idols because it makes God mad. The command is love God. And when you do, you won't see any need for idols. And so if all you're doing is saying, I won't worship the idols, but you're not loving God, eventually that same thing's going to trip you up. So he says, come, let's return to the Lord, for he has torn us to pieces and he will heal us. He has injured us, but he will bind, and he will bind up our wounds. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will raise us up and we will live before him. Let's acknowledge the Lord. Let's press on to know the Lord. As surely as the sun rises, the Lord will appear. He will come to us like the rain, like the spring rain that waters the earth. Ephraim, what shall I do to you? Judah, what shall I do to you? For your love is like a morning cloud and like the dew that disappears early. Therefore, I have cut them to pieces with the prophets. I killed them with the words of my mouth. Your judgments are like a flash of lightning, for I desire mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. So he's laying his heart out there. He's saying this isn't about who you sacrifice to. This isn't about saying, no, no, we'll do the commands. It's not about obedience. It's about mercy. It's about it's about loving me and letting that flow through you to everyone around you. It's about loving me. The reason you give your sacrifices only to me isn't out of fear of what I'll do to you. It should be because you love me and you can't imagine giving a sacrifice to anyone else. But they, like Adam, have broken the covenant. They were unfaithful to me there. Gilead is a city of those who work iniquity. It is stained with blood. As gangs of robbers wait to ambush a man, so the company of priests murder on the path toward Shechem, committing shameful crimes. 
In the house of Israel, I have seen a horrible thing. There is prostitution in Ephraim. Israel is defiled. Also, Judah, there is a harvest appointed for you when I restore the fortunes of my people. Hosea 7. When I would heal Israel, then the iniquity of Ephraim is uncovered. Also the wickedness of Samaria, for they commit falsehood, and the thieves enter in, and the gang of robbers ravages outside. They don't consider in their hearts that I remember all their wickedness. Now their own deeds have engulfed them. They are before my face. They make the king glad with their wickedness and the princes with their lies. They are all adulterers. They are burning like an oven that the baker stops stirring from the kneading of the dough until it is leavened. On the day of our king, the princes made themselves sick with the heat of wine. He joined his hand with mockers. For they have prepared their heart like an oven while they lay in wait. Their baker sleeps all the night. In the morning it burns as a flaming fire. They are all hot as an oven and devour their judges. All their kings have fallen. There is no one among them who calls to me. Ephraim, he mixes himself among the nations. Ephraim is a pancake not turned over. Strangers have devoured his strength, and he doesn't realize it. Indeed, gray hairs are here and there on him, and he doesn't realize it. The pride of Israel testifies to his face, yet they haven't returned to the Lord their God, nor sought him for all this. Ephraim is like an easily deceived dove without understanding. They call to Egypt, they go to Assyria. When they go, I will spread my net on them. I will bring them down like the birds of the sky. I will chastise them as their congregation has heard. Woe to them, for they have wandered from me. Destruction to them, for they have trespassed against me. Though I would redeem them, yet they have spoken lies against me. They haven't cried to me with their heart, but they howl on their beds. They assemble themselves for grain and new wine. They turn away from me. Though I have taught and strengthened their arms, yet they plot evil against me. They return, but not to the Most High. They are like a faulty bow. Their princes will fall by the sword for the rage of their tongue. This will be their derision in the land of Egypt. And then Hosea 8. Put the shofar to your lips. Something like an eagle is over the Lord's house, because they have broken my covenant and rebelled against my law. They cry to me, My God, we, Israel, acknowledge you. Israel has cast off that which is good. The enemy will pursue him. They have set up kings, but not by me. They have made princes, and I didn't approve. Of their silver and their gold, they have made themselves idols, that they may be cut off. Let Samaria throw out his calf idol. My anger burns against them. How long will it be until they are capable of purity? For this is even from Israel. The workmen made it, and it is no God. Oh, there you go. That's where we are, yeah. That's okay. Uh, and the calf of Samaria, or for, for this is even from Israel. The workmen made it, and it is no God. Indeed, the calf of Samaria shall be broken in pieces, for they sow the wind, and they will reap the whirlwind. He has no standing grain. The stock will yield no head. If it does yield, strangers will swallow it up. Israel is swallowed up. Now they are among the nations like a worthless thing, for they have gone up to Assyria like a wild donkey wandering alone. Ephraim has hired lovers for himself. But although they sold themselves among the nations, I will now gather them, and they, will, and they begin to waste away because of the oppression of the king of mighty ones. Because Ephraim has multiplied altars for sinning, they became for him altars for sinning. I wrote for him, what a simple statement. 
Because Ephraim has multiplied altars for sinning, they became for him altars for sinning. The choices you make produce the actions you live. If you make yourself a bunch of altars for sinning, guess what? You're going to sin on them. You can't sit and go, well, you know, I know this is an altar for sinning, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it, but I won't actually sin on it. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. I wrote for him the many things of my law, but they were regarded as a strange thing. As for the sacrifice of my offerings, they sacrifice meat and eat it, but the Lord doesn't accept them. Now he will remember their iniquity and punish their sins. And, and another thing, you know, they're, they're doing sacrifices. They're, they're also doing his sacrifices, but he's not receiving them. Yeah. You know, don't do that out of obligation to me. You know, one time I was, I was talking with the Lord about, you know, oh, you know, I, I need to make sure that I get to church the other, you know, at whatever time. And, and, you know, it's really important that I be there. And he just said very quietly, he said, you know, if it's a burden to give me that time each week, don't bother. Because I'm not the one benefiting from that time. He's yes. <laughs> you know? like, I'm not asking you for an hour a week. I'm asking you for everything. And I went, oh, I need to rethink this. <laughs> so now he will remember their iniquity and punish their sins. They will return to Egypt. For Israel has forgotten his maker and built palaces, and Judah has multiplied fortified cities. But I will send a fire on his cities, and it will devour its fortresses. Wow. So, yeah. So we'll leave this with God's not happy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and there's, you know, and he keeps telling Judah, you know, yours is coming. Yes. But right now, God's upset with Ephraim. God's dealing with this. And, you know, Israel, the northern kingdom, I mean, it was started in rebellion. It was, it was almost immediate that they set up, you know, we don't want our people to have to go down to Judah because then they might not come back. So, you know, we need to. To, to set up our own places of worship and our own things. And, and they went a lot more into different, uh, you know, worship of different foreign gods than, than Judah did. Um, and so they, yeah, their, their being sent into exile was about, I think, 300 years before Judah. It's a long time. I mean, it seems, because we read it all, you know, <laughs> and we go, oh, they went, and then they went, and then they went. No, it's... it's they split with with after Solomon. Solomon yeah. yeah, after Solomon, because remember the people came and said, "Okay, King, you know we've been giving for you know we were giving for the temple, and that was great, no problem there. We even gave twice as much for the palace, and you know, hey, no grudge. Could you give us some relief because because we're we're crumbling under the burden. Solomon's son said, no, yeah. I'm gonna make your burden even harder. Yes, <laughs> okay, yes. Yeah, that's right. You know, the, the uh, Solomon's advisor said, you know, they're asking for a good thing, and then all of his young advisors were, they're taking advantage of you. You need to show them who's boss. Oh, yeah. And yeah, anytime you know, that arrogant, yeah, anytime that level of arrogance is the advice you listen to, you're you're in trouble. So. I will I will give the blessing and then we can we can go ahead and but may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord turn his countenance upon you and grant you his peace. Oh, sure. Amen. Amen. It was